We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. A podcast for me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single. Even though if you ask me to comb your hair every night before blowing you, I would do that. <laughs> That's got to be the most fucked up one you've ever done. No, they're all... They're, they're getting weirder and weirder. I'm running out of normal things that healthy people do. Uh, so today, my guest... Oh, boy. I asked her a hundred times how to say her name. Let's see if I can do it. Meow, 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 Bredel. No, it's Miel Bredel. No, Play-Doh. Miel Bredel. Miel, Miel Bredel. Miel Bredo. Yes, you got it. Ah, yes. A hundredth time is a charm. Miel Bredo, who hosts Punch Up the Jam. <laughs> Did I do it right this time? Perfect. Oh, boy. I'm really sorry. Don't be. <sighs> I'm the one with the fucked up name. No, it is not a fucked up name. It's a lovely name. <laughs> um, I'm going to charge my parents on Venmo every time someone mispronounces it. I I just have a very simple, stupid name. I wish that That's it was so more mean. interesting. Nicole Byer. It's very It sounds like plain. Alicia. What's your middle name? If you Michelle. Mind yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call Michelle Bayer. Wow. It fits perfectly. Thank you. That's something to be proud of. That's so nice. I've always wanted a more interesting name that people fucked up because I love correcting people. <laughs> and like, that's just like a fun, easy way oh, to be nice like, mm, you're wrong. <laughs> but Miel, what a love. I like your name. <laughs> it's very beautiful. Can you tell we're meeting for the first time right now? <laughs> uh... Probably, uh, my <laughs> listeners are probably like, she's not familiar with this no. person. So let's see. Love your name. Love Pump Up the Jam. <laughs> I, I know you. I know this podcast. I've seen you perform at UCB. Oh. 
I love everything about you. Oh. I'm so excited to be here. Thank, Thank you, you for so having me. Thank you so much for coming. Your eyeshadow is so nice. <gasps> Thank you. Honestly, when I put it on, I was like, I wonder if she'll notice. It is. It's nice. I like an amber color, like yes. an ambery, orangey, reddish yes. color. I think when done right, it looks just so stunning on people. Oh my God, me too. I feel like it's so underutilized in the palette. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm glad we can agree on this. Here's something I know about you. Uh-huh. Marissa told me, but I also saw it on Twitter because I follow you on Twitter now. You got into a fight with Barstool <laughs> um, because they stole your content. Yeah, yeah. And then you got it successfully removed, but then they put it back up. Yeah, they. It's actually an ongoing legal thing. I probably shouldn't talk oh, about. Okay, <laughs> then that's fine. But yeah, the internet's truly the wild west of content creation right now. It really is, which is fucking insane because it's uh-huh. 2019. Yes, how there's not like better rules in place to protect content creators well, or even comedians. Yes, I mean if your special goes up. Who's to say it's not getting ripped in a thousand places? Yep, it's so fucking exhausting. I'm constantly. Like, I do a lot of colleges where they'll say, please keep your phones off, no pictures, no videos. And then I keep up, like, after shows, I will check tagged photos. Uh-huh. And I'll swipe through if they have a bunch to see if they put up my content. Yeah, you're And then out. I will ask them, I'll be like, hey, um, if if my content isn't out on a special I have released, it right. means it's not done. I'm workshopping it. So I'm working on it. <laughs> I would love for you to take this down. And I try to say it in the nicest way possible. Do they? Yeah. Wow. For the most part, people will they'll apologize and be like, oh, I didn't know. Um, and I think it's me explaining the process. Right. Non-comedy people, I feel like, maybe yes. don't get that, like, things take time to be shared. Yes. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> like a half thought is a half thought that I'm just working out. And yeah. maybe in six months, it will be a full-fledged joke. But and then like, you monetize now, it. <laughs> yes. And then I get my money. Then I get paid. Right. You posting it for free is not... Nice. It's right. terrible. Honestly, I'm surprised the internet hasn't like destroyed the entire industry of stand-up comedy yet. It's trying. It's getting there, huh? It is trying. <laughs> uh, the internet is such a baffling place. Uh, over, well, I don't know when this is going to come out, but a couple weekends ago, I got into a Twitter fight with John Cleese. I saw that. <laughs> Would you care to explain yourself? I absolutely <laughs> will. I've been dying to talk about it. Oh my okay. god. So John Cleese of Monty Python. Of Monty Python, <laughs> a comedy legend, uh, a person with their own money, million, richer than God. <laughs> a lot of money. His 5 million followers on Twitter. Uh he tweeted something that someone tagged me and was like you're definitely talking about Nicole Byer. So he tweeted a hugely likable and jolly young woman did a highly original routine based on the fact that she's so fat that she couldn't find her own pussy. My only disappointment was that when I approached Netflix in December, I had not known that's the sort of material they were looking for. In December, I visited Netflix to pitch the idea of a special. They must have hated the idea because they never got back to me, returned my agent's phone calls or emails. Recently, someone showed me one of the specials they did commission, and it was very original, dot, dot, dot. I recommended Camila, Camila Cleese's daughter, much too original for executives who are interested in female comedians who boost their social media figures with bikini shots. John, please! What yes. the fuck? And at first I was like, is this a compliment? Because it was worded so strangely. No. And I was like, no, this is not a compliment. And then I saw the bikini pick thing, and I was like, so not only did he watch my special, 
But he went down a rabbit hole on my Instagram to look at what I posted. And then when he was calling me original, he was being sarcastic. Uh-huh. And, and I, can we unpack Jolly? Well, yeah, he was calling me fat, which is fine. Call me Jolly. I don't give a at shit. At least come through the fucking front door. Yes. You could have just said a fat young woman was talking about uh, how she couldn't find her. So I posted what he screenshots of that and then a picture of a bikini, <laughs> you know, because I'm boosting my social media. <laughs> Account. So then the next day he tweeted, Dear Nicole, if you are the lady that did that joke, you are adorable. I have a hilarious routine about enormous prostates. You can have it if you can fit it into your act. Love, John Cleese. P.S. Someone told me the word jolly is condescending. English was their first language, too. However, the word jolly has different connotations in local dialect. Blah, blah, blah. I don't understand how describing someone as hugely likable and original can be described as tearing them down. And it's just like, OK, John Cleese, you know what you did. One absolutely the <laughs> ellipses. Yes, it was so intentional. Yes, and then I was like, if you were actually complimenting me, you would have tagged me, right? Or you not have... like called used you as a catalyst to, I guess, shade Netflix. Yes, and I'm in a grouping of other male comedians. I'm the only woman. I'm the only person of color in a group of four people that I'm sure he watched all four of them and was upset that... That's so weird that you're the one that made him mad. Yes, so and weird. I was like, ah, uh, John Cleese, I'm on to you. <gasps> what a good you look. racist bigot. <laughs> and then my friend Marcy was like, have you ever watched Monty Python? And I was like, honestly, no, I haven't. And she was like, it's so funny that John Cleese has seen your comedy, yeah. but you have not seen his comedy. Amazing. And I was like, I fucking love it. You already won. Also, I, you made him look at your beautiful ass. <laughs> you won so long ago. I mean, I could, I... He's clearly very jealous of both your comedy yeah, and, and your ass. my big fat ass. Like, that sounds like a double win, honestly. It's one of those things where I'm like, if someone asked me two years ago if I would be in a... Tw- if John Cleese would subtweet me, I'd be like, no, that would be <laughs> you wild. You fucking made it. That would be out of the realm of possibilities. I couldn't believe it. And then people were like, <laughs> people really... Nobody was in the middle. Everyone was like, John Cleese was right. He was complimenting her. Other people were like, no, no, no. He was uh, very rude to her. Extremely rude. Clearly rude. Can you not read subtext? I can't handle it. Yes. And then his daughter was like, leave me out of this. To you or to him? Just to general, to like people (laughs) tweeting at her. She was like, I can't be held responsible for what my dad says. I'm like, yeah, but homegirl, you could just tell your dad to take that shit down. Delete this shit. Or like. Tag me, dear Nicole. <laughs> if you're the comedian I'm talking about, if oh well, John, there's no way to find out. <laughs> it's not like Netflix logs what you've recently watched. My name is on my special. <laughs> like you're in your special. <laughs> it's so bonkers. I'm so uh, sorry, but simultaneously, congratulations. Thank you. This is huge. Thank you so much. Honestly, I was running out of ways to promote my special. And I was like, thank you, John. This is great. Third episode of Comedians of the World still streaming on Netflix. Guess what's not streaming? A John Cleese special. (laughs) Anything since Fish Called Wanda. Never seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot of women. Let's just put it that way. I mean, because it was just what? A a man group? Men. Yeah. Turns out men playing women. 
Oh, and that's just so funny, you know? I'd be interested to see Monty Python try to make comedy in 2019 and see how that goes Well, for he's them. trying, but Netflix won't return his calls to his agent or his manager. See, that's the funniest part about all this is, like, it's framed as if it's a rag on you, and it's such a self-owned. It's like, they won't return my calls. It's and so this, wild. This jolly woman gets a special. This the- fucking fat ass talking about her pussy. No, 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 it was a compliment, Nicole. Oh, it was a yeah. compliment. See, I'm hugely jolly. <laughs> The only other time I've been called jolly to my face was I was working in New York at this place called Elmo, which is a restaurant on uh, 7th Avenue and 19th Street, I believe. And I worked there for one day. The the manager and I who hired me, we we had a great kiki. He was like, I love you. I showed up to work in a silver pleather skirt. (laughs) Was this not the type of place you wear this outfit? I don't know. It's Chelsea. It's gay. (laughs) It's a gay old place. Say no more. It's Chelsea. And I was a hostess. So like, (laughs) let me look wild. And then the other manager was like, you're doing a good job. I just think you're too jolly for this restaurant. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Sue his ass. (laughs) And also I was like 75 pounds smaller. (gasps) So like at that point I was like, I, too fat? Okay. Uh, and that I was, fucking coded uh-huh. fat phobic bullshit. Uh-huh. I cannot believe they said that to your face. Yes, but then I started doing commercial work and I was like, oh, I'm too jolly for food. So like Wait, I'm sorry. Hang okay. on. What? So <laughs> I get why I was fired. It was because I am in the front of the restaurant. A fat woman is like, hello, would you like to eat here? I eat here. Do you want to be like me? Very fat. And then people are like, no, thank you. I don't want it. Excuse me. I'm just to unpack that for a second. The food's so good in this mm-hmm. theory mm-hmm. that it made you fat. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to come here. Yes. Because they sure, want sure, sure. people to eat, overeat actually, because they want you to upsell things right. as a server. But they don't want to give away the illusion that you can eat whatever you want without consequence. Oh, okay, so it's like the equivalent of the skinny girl on Instagram eating pizza, and that's cute and funny. And then the fat girl, it's like you should be more conscious of your health. Like Jennifer Lawrence can go on the red carpet and go, oh my God, I'm so hungry, I want pizza. But like, God forbid, if like Chrissy Metz went on the red carpet and was like, I want pizza, they'd be like, we know! (laughs) How are we still here? Because... It's been 2,000 years. (laughs) It's been a very long time. Um, I don't know. It's very, we live in a very weird world where like people will post pictures with like their stretch marks and be like, I'm owning my stretch marks. And then people will be like, that is brave. (laughs) That is so brave. Hashtag inspo. Such inspo. (laughs) I mean, how someone tagged me in a tweet recently. They were like, um, Nicole Byer and then a couple other plus size people have given me the inspiration to get a spray tan. If what? they can show their big bodies to the world, I can show my body to a skin therapist or whatever she called the uh-huh. spray tanning person. And I was like, skin therapist for sure. Like I had to sit down because I was like, you're showing your body to one person. <laughs> and that took. What? Listen, I get it. Everyone's journey starts somewhere. Yes. But what a weird thing to tag you in. Yeah, it was a very strange thing to be tagged in because I was like, well, okay, you're okay showing your body to somebody, but you're still altering your body. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah. But then I'm also the school of do whatever the fuck you want to do to your body. Get plastic surgery. Get on a diet. Uh, gain 100 pounds. I don't fucking care as long as you love what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I think that is where we all should be at in a perfect world. But, like, that doesn't stop people from tagging us in weird, like, the maybe backdoor compliments. Th- yes. I got tagged recently. Someone was like, hey, like, hearing you on Punch Up the Jam and makes me realize, like, um, how much I want to hate women. <sighs> And it was a woman. And she was like, how much I want to hate women for being good at stuff. And then she goes through all the ways in which, like, I pissed her off. And then is like, but, like, it makes me see, like, that's internalized misogyny. And, like, I need to work on that. So thank you. And I was like, you're saying good things. I just don't know that I needed to see them. (laughs) Uh, I'll say this time and time again. Everybody should get into therapy. That's something you tell your therapist. You don't tag a person and tell them that you want to hate women and that... You made them specifically angry? Well, and then, like, I made <gasps> her realize, I don't know how I did it personally. Like, what what was different about me than the other thousands of women that have presumably made you hate women throughout your life? I don't know. I also begged to do I don't think women have made her hate women. Right. I mean, she did say eventually that it was internalized misogyny, but I'm like, talk to the men. Talk to, to the, the men who, Thank you. who made you feel this way. But it's just so much easier to be like, girl, talk. They used to hate you. Uh, <laughs> a girl wrote my fucking yearbook. Hey, I'm so glad I got to know you, even though everyone said you were such a bitch. <laughs> wow. It was supposed to be a nice thing. Well, I was like, girl, I didn't need to know everyone thinks I'm a bitch. I, we live in a time where people feel like their opinion matters <laughs> at all times. <laughs> I feel like it's because of Facebook, those whole like statuses that you put out into the world. I feel like people, you do comedy. Mm-hmm. Do you do stand up? Not much. Oh, okay. Well, I, I prefer to stay behind the wall of the internet. Mm-hmm. It's much easier for me. <laughs> oh, yes, because you did Vine. Oh, yes. Um, I do stand up live and people like to yell at me. Yeah, I was at uh, the last um, Power Violence show. <gasps> I witnessed that. <laughs> Have you talked about that publicly? Because that was I may have talked about it, but this was the craziest heckle I've ever gotten. Can you even call it a heckle? I don't know what that was. Yes, this is what people do to me. Like when I'm on the road, people will say full sentences to me. They will say a thought that they had in the moment. So now I start my shows by letting them yell at me. Nicole. No. Don't give them that. Well, then I say we don't ever have to. Okay, so people love to yell nailed it at me. And people started yelling nailed it at punchlines. And I'm like, well, now we're all just being redundant because I know I nailed it because it's a a punchline. (laughs) So I let them yell nailed it at me. I think I do it now like six times until it dwindles and I go, we're all sick of it now, right? So we don't ever have to say it again during the show at all. I will be angry, okay? Angry. That makes me so upset that people do that to you. (laughs) Is is Do you feel like everyone gets treated that way? No. You follow comics? Uh, I've spoken to Sashir Zameda is one of my dear friends and I call her almost every weekend saying I think this is it I'm done I think I quit comedy I don't <sighs> think I'm going to tour anymore these people are trying to break me when I was in Seattle someone yelled nailed it at a punchline which gets like an audible groan and I know it but I have a tag that fixes it and uh, makes everyone feel better uh, and on the same page okay it's an abortion joke uh-huh. and <laughs> I and, was not expecting that. And I figured out how to make it a little bit more palpable right, for people. because you're a professional. Yes, and before I got to that moment, this girl was like, nailed it! And I laid down on the stage, and I was <gasps> like, I told you, 
not to do that. I was like, I want to throw you down the stairs and scream, nailed it. Like I, it just. You're going to lose your shit. Yes. And and deservedly. People don't understand because to them, this is the first time it's happened. Right. Because this is the first time they're witnessing it. Right. No one has any sense of empathy Mm -hmm. to maybe imagine being you for a second. But this power violence show, I am telling, it is a 10 minute long Disney joke. I get (laughs) three or four minutes into it. And this lady comes up and she was like, you or no, them. And I was like, me, who? And Whitmer and I can't remember the other dude's name were on stage. They're two white dudes. And Clay, this I think. nice older Hispanic lady was like, they're guilty. I was like, <laughs> of what? And she's like, they're white. And I was like, oh, well, all right. And then I tried to go on, but I was like, well, this is my set now. You handle it as well now. as anyone could have, but she would not shut the she fuck up. She wouldn't shut up. She thought she was part of the bit now. She sure did. She also had a man with her. Who was doing nothing. Nothing to squash this. Nope. And then she announced she was Mexican. She lived in Silver Lake. She was not a maid. No. Very proudly not a maid. (laughs) Yes. She drank a lot of wine at dinner. She sure did. She spent more at dinner than normally she would, but she drank the same amount, but she can because she's she's a millionaire. Yes. And she like just kept repeating this over and over. You were so kind to her. (laughs) It was honestly unbelievable. I wanted to yell at her for you and you just were like, okay, sis, whatever you need. Well, it's also so funny that when this happens at shows, it's... It's almost as if someone screamed fire and nobody moves. Right. Like nobody wants to help the situation. Yes. Because they're just like, I don't, someone else will do it. I guess she's handling it. And several times I was like, Whitmer, is this a plant? Because it's one of those shows, it's an alt show where they have audience plants and they'll yeah. fuck with the No, they comics. ended the show by giving each other tattoos and breaking vases on stage. <laughs> yeah, so. that, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It wouldn't be past them. No, it wouldn't. But Whitmer, truly, his face was at, it was just like, no, this lady is not part of the I show. I could see him apologize to you from the stage. <laughs> oh, boy. And then she left after my set. Oh, it was just for you, sweetie? It was, it was just for you, me. baby. <laughs> I don't know. You're wh- welcome. What it is about me. My therapist seems to think that uh, I have an openness to yes. me. It's and inviting to other people's crazy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because like, if I'm on the street and there's a crazy person, there could be a hundred people. You know that, <laughs> that Lady Gaga mean? Mm-hmm. There's a hundred people in the room and 99 don't believe in you. If there's a hundred people on the street, 99 are sane and one is insane, that right. insane person will find me. Oh, absolutely. And I do not. I, or if there's one of you and 99 insane people, yes, they'll all they'll find all you. They'll all find me and be like, you're the leader. <laughs> I think there's something like so disarming about like a candid, blunt woman. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine even more so as like a black woman, mm-hmm. as a fat woman, just being like confident. <laughs> That's such like the audacity. Uh-huh. I feel like people must just pick up on that and be like, great, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ah. She's got the power. I have the mm, power. I would love some of what you have. And also you've inspired me to be crazy. If I I may. (laughs) I quit comedy after that show. I like. I wouldn't blame you. That was fucked up. That was truly (laughs) fucked up. I was furious. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't get to finish. No. Your whole set got derailed and then you just had to sheepishly walk off stage. Yeah. I was like, well, oh no, I got off stage because she had said something she had said white people were all guilty and bad. And I mean, then, not totally wrong. No, not totally wrong. And then 
I was like, you know where you are, right? All these people are white. <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, okay. And then she said something else. And I said, that's why they want to build a wall. And then the audience went, oh. And I was they like, they turned on you. I was so like, that was a perfect joke based on what she just said about all yes. of you people. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, fuck all of you. No, like, no. White people get very sensitive to jokes uh, about themselves. They hated it, but <laughs> they, they really love this woman heckling me. Uh, that was, and it happens all the time. I was in Tempe, Arizona, and this woman, Shannon, uh, she, we talked after the show, so I love Shannon. <laughs> but I was doing a joke about uh, the movie What Men Want. Uh-huh. And I was like, what is that movie? And she went, truck beer. And I was like, what? She was like, truck beer. Trump beer? She was trying to say trucks and beer, that's what men want. <laughs> and I was like, Shannon, why did you think that was appropriate to yell? And she was like, I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, you want attention? What did you do today? And she was like, oh, she answered it. And then I asked her another question and she was like, no. And I was like, oh, you don't like this. You wanted attention, but you don't like this. And she was like, cool. No. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to go on, Shannon. She went, okay. I started to get it. Shannon started talking again. I said, Shannon, you just shut up. <laughs> okay, what would happen? I mean, I'm sure you've done this, but just for my own curiosity, if you just ignored and powered through. I can't. You just can't. No. For your sake or because they won't shut up? They won't shut up. What the fuck? They'll keep talking. And then... And the venues do nothing? Well, no. For that one, someone, like, approached Shannon. And I was like, oh, no, Shannon's fine. We're talking. (laughs) And then I met Shannon after the show, and Shannon was great. Yeah, she but was, she ruined your fucking show. She was show. having a night out. No, because then I checked in on Shannon like every couple jokes. I say, Shannon, you still there? Okay, so you made it work. Yeah. See, but this is like, I mean, on one hand, yeah, you're like, this is making me like a stronger comic. However, you come from an improv background. I'm not <laughs> sure you need more practice there. But then on the other hand, it's like the amount of, I mean, maybe too strong a word, but like emotional labor that you're having to do on top of your actual uh-huh. job uh-huh. is exhausting even to hear about. Uh-huh. I'm really sorry. That's <laughs> it's fucked okay. up. I don't know. I mean, is it okay? No, but I don't know how to remedy it. Like, I just continue getting TV famous and you'll never have to do live shows again. (laughs) I mean, well, no, I'll always do live shows because there's a sickness inside me that needs instant gratification. (laughs) Um, But in Huntsville, I don't think Alabama? Yeah, I went to Huntsville and. Best shows I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Nashville had great shows. Hung out with my friend Gary from Twitter. We <laughs> I met this man over Shout Twitter. Out Gary He's from great. Twitter. I love Gary. But in Huntsville, I had the best show I've ever had. And during the announcements, I had uh, the manager say, heckling's not allowed. Even if you think it's a compliment or a thought you want to get out, that's not allowed. You have to be quiet unless you're spoken to. <laughs> Does everyone get that preface? No, but <laughs> I think I might have to start doing that at all of my shows. It worked. It did. Nobody yelled anything at me. Wow. And I do do crowd work. If you just wait 35 minutes, yes. I will talk to you. You are a comedian. I will ask you uh, things. If I notice you wearing something wild, I will talk yeah. to you and about it'll it. it'll probably be funnier than the bullshit you were going <laughs> to yell out. Yes, because you're a professional uh-huh. comic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a hard concept. No, but a lot of times it's people's first shows. Ever? Sometimes. Ever comedy show? Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will tweet at me. They're like, I've never been to a comedy show oh, before. Oh, so you're like, you're flipping people. A little. Huh. That's it's special in its own way. Wild. Exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> so, Meow, we have to take a break. Yeah. 
Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month in Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to Newly.com and you ly.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code date me 20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code date me 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes today and every day Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that Everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. 
Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Great We've talked a whole bunch about comedy. Can we talk about relationships. I mean, if we must. Are you single? No. <clears throat> I've been in a relationship for four fucking years. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's nice. I don't know. Oh, no. I mean, no, it's a good relationship. Okay. It just feels embarrassing why? to say I've been in a relationship for four years. <laughs> but why? It makes me feel like a sick person. But why? I just don't view stability like that hmm. in a good way. Oh. It feels domestic. Okay. And it makes me feel weird. Do you guys live together? We do. How long have you lived together? Two and a half years. Okay. Yes. I mean, you, yes, you're it's domestic. It's very domestic. Do he, you do each other's laundry? I do his, yeah, no, we do. We do. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. domestic bliss. Do you cook for each other? I cook for him, but he washes my things. So, like, it's intimate. <laughs> He washes your things. Period panties. Oh. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I don't use things. How oh. are they? I'm not going to say like things specifically is great because boy, that company has some problems. Uh -oh. But menstrual underwear in general, massive game changer. I don't understand how they don't leak. Because they're like space fibers. I don't know. Uh. They're like plastic. You know what? You cannot dry them. They will not work if you dry them. But if you don't dry them, just wash them. It's so easy. They absorb into like, I don't know, the netherworld. It just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't get on your pants. doesn't get on your legs. You don't have to worry about leakage all day. If you have irregular periods, it's a fucking dream. I've derailed oh. this again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Interesting. I doubt they come in fat lady sizes because if Definitely you did, someone does. If you didn't know this, Fat ladies deserve nothing. <laughs> did you know that the morning after pill doesn't work for fat women? I did because of shrill. I knew this and I always took two. And I think it was a pharmacist in New York who told me. Mm. Like a nice pharmacist was like, uh, this won't work for just you. Just so you know, this, does, this only works up to 150 pounds. and I don't want to assume your weight, but you might want to take two. And I said, thank you. Did anyone else bother to tell you that? No, just a very kind pharmacist. That's also, fucked up. I have a nice, warm, open face, so I think he was like, this round-faced cherub. <laughs> yeah, she, her this hair looks cherub. wild. I don't think she could have a baby. <laughs> oh, I'm going to let her know. <laughs> and thank you to the pharmacist. I think it was um, 
The Dwayne Reed on 72nd Street. So Shout thank out, you. friend of the pod, Dwayne thank Reed. Thank you, Dwayne Reed on 72nd. Plan B, get in on this. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of things uh, are not. I also had a really hard time finding knee pads. No. Yeah. Like uh, the, Nike, the Nike volleyball ones only go up to an XL and those were super tight. So then I went on Amazon and I found this like, it's like a foam knee brace support thing, which I don't know if it's going to actually work for me. Uh, I started pole dancing. <laughs> I'm fully invested in it. But does uh, it have like the hard cup on your knee? It doesn't have a hard cup. No. Are your knees going to be okay? Well, so far, so good. I have a little <laughs> bruise. I have one bruise on my leg that won't go away and my knees feel okay. I just have to like stretch when I get home a little bit more. Can we circle back to the mm. one bruise that won't go away? <laughs> yeah. You I, just breezed right past that. Yeah. I have this like... Perma bruise. A perma bruise on my leg. Nicole, <laughs> please get that checked out. Um, uh, or a tattoo to cover. One of two ways. Um, but it's right on the front of my shin. I don't like tattoos on my shin. Huh. But you have one on your ass. I sure do. <laughs> what I is have... it about the shin? I don't know. I'm really, I'm very particular about tattoos. Uh-huh. Like the last tattoo I got, I was like, I'm running out of space. And he was like, you have so much space I was like well I don't want like my back filled I don't want my arms filled I I like to be able to be okay so I'm wearing jeans and I'm wearing a t-shirt and my arms are down and you can't see any of them no but if I do this you can see that it's like a fun surprise yeah yeah so that's do you have any tattoos zero oh would you ever get one yeah I only want to go to like a really cool artist and I keep changing my mind about who I think the cool artists are. Okay. <laughs> it's like Fair. the most pretentious stance you could have on tattoos. Fair. Uh, I have a girl. She is, um, her name is, uh, the shop is called Rabble Rouser and her name is, what is her dang name? Marissa, do you have the internet over there? Rabble Rouser. <laughs> Marissa's my faithful producer who's not on the mic one of these days, what if we found out about Marissa's dating life? <gasps> I've asked her to do the podcast and she turned beet red. Oh my God, Marissa. Yes, Alana Maglin. She's the one who did, uh, she's done a bunch of my tattoos. I really like her. I think she's great. She recently did, I added on to my butt tattoo. Uh-huh. I had a lollipop ice cream cone and a cupcake and it said it's sweet, just taste it because I thought it was funny. It is funny. Still think it's funny. It is funny. So then I added a hamburger and a hot dog and it says stick it in these buns. Okay, can I ask, this is your podcast, I don't mean to assume, can I ask what the reception usually is for a partner seeing that for the first time? None. What? No one's ever been like, thanks for the literature. No one's ever said anything? No. I can't believe, are you kidding? They really no. haven't? Not one person. That's fucked up. Nicole, this whole episode is just about me getting angry on your behalf. I know. I would be amazed by that. Me too. I would be so excited about that. I'd be like, tee hee hee, this bitch is funny. If you ate ass and there was a tattoo right next to it that said it's sweet, taste it. Right? That's hilarious. I just, and I've gotten tattoos while I've had partners where... We were having sex multiple times. Uh-huh. I had like return customers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. And the most I've gotten is me going, I got a new tattoo. Did you notice? And them going, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, so you fucking dropped all of them, right? Well, that's bullshit. I dropped, no, uh, one was like a, no, I dropped him. And the second one, he dropped me. Why? Why, Why would anyone ever do that? Um, I think I tend to like people more than they like me. But that's on them. 
Again, I don't understand what y- the problem with you is. Oh. I've listened to a lot of episodes of this podcast, and I have not figured it out. Me either. <laughs> That's why we're still going. But um, do you have a boyfriend? Because I saw you just tweeted about that. No, that was on April Fool's Day. Okay, that was a joke. Yeah. I wasn't sure because I was like, maybe this is like coded and she actually does and she's pretending it's a joke. No, I'll read to you the tweet uh, because a bunch of people were like, oh, no. Also, I have a joke in my act where I talk about my boyfriend and it's long. It's like, it's like a 15 minute joke. And this girl tweeted at me. She was like, I was listening to it and I was grinning and trying to be happy for you. But all I could think about was your podcast. So I'll say it here. When I fucking find someone, I'm not going to stop doing my podcast. Right. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Okay, it says... You do that perfectly, thank by the way. Thank you. I mean, just call me Cardi C. Uh, <laughs> so it says... Happy two-day anniversary to my boyfriend. I hashtag love you very much because we've been through so little. Because we just started dating. But I'm sure our journey will be a hashtag long one. Uh, Heart emoji, heart emoji. You are a bright star in my life and the lighter fluid to my fire. Hashtag love. I thought that was very clearly a joke. And a lot of people were like, congrats. Okay, but coming from you, I wasn't sure. (laughs) I guess it is kind of hard to. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if you're kidding or not. I can't tell. But okay, so if you get a girlfriend or boyfriend and you keep doing the podcast, yes. do you think that you're going to talk about your ongoing sexual exploits with a person? Like, no, no. Right? So since I started doing the podcast, I've only dated one person kind of seriously. Mm-hmm. And I have only told two stories about them. And I told them that I told stories about them. Uh-huh. And I said to him, I was like, I will, if I talk about you, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'll ask you beforehand. Yeah, that seems like the only thing you can do. Yeah. And that was like a nice understanding that we had. Yeah. Uh, but like anybody that like I don't care about, uh, I'll talk about you. No, that doesn't, that's not nice. Um, but I know what you mean. There's like a level of intimacy where you're like, I yeah. need to, it's like around the same time I feel like you get monogamous. You're like, okay, yes. so. I can't really talk about you flippantly anymore. Mm-hmm. We've gotten too serious for that. Yes. And I think I think the only way I, I would talk about somebody that I was emotionally invested in seriously is if we'd been together for like six, seven, eight months to Month? like a year. Well, because you want to make sure you're out of like the danger zone. Well, yes. And I read somewhere that you don't really know someone until about like a year in or like eight months in or something like that. Who said that? I don't know. The internet. Who fucking said Girl, that? I'm always Googling. Have you found that to be true? <laughs> I've never. Well, the one person I dated on and off for like three years. No, I never got to know him. <laughs> I don't. I I could tell you his mom's name. I, I could tell you where he like grew up. But like, I do not know very like his many. his favorite food. Don't know. His like childhood best friend. Don't know. Oh, wait. No, I do know. Okay. You know what? <laughs> yeah. But Out like, of a thousand. I don't know very much about him because I didn't like being around him. And Then why did you see him for that long? Because it was a very toxic thing where oh, I was oh, like, oh. it was before I got into therapy and I was like. They always are. Truly. I was like, this this person is, is, is not a dream. He's not a treat. He's very bad. But <laughs> he's the person who keeps returning. And, and I chased him and. He's letting me chase him. Oh, wait, he's dating somebody else. And he didn't tell me. Okay. Uh, But you put up with all of it because you were like, but he's the one for me. Well, I was just like, nobody else wants it. But I. Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) I had just thrown so much uh, attention to him that I didn't have 
any attention to give anybody else. Yes. And you didn't, could not possibly start again. Yes. You and were too drained. I was like, one of these days, he's gonna realize what he has. That's the thing about, like, I don't know if that's true with same-sex relationships, but at least with male-female, I feel like it's so often, like, the guy's like, I'm not fucking interested at all. I'm giving you every indication. Uh-huh. But the fact that I keep coming around is the only thing you focus on. Uh-huh. And you use that as evidence to support your fucking claim that, like, eventually he's gonna see, like, this 400th time I have sex with him mm-hmm. at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday night, this uh-huh. is gonna be the time. Yes. And... It never, never was the was. time. And then he did say he like loved me at one point, but it was because I was doing something for him. And I was like, something sexual? No. Oh, thank God. He was sick and I brought him something. And it was it was just like one of those things where like a light bulb went off in my brain. I was like, oh, you don't love me. You love that I'm doing something for <laughs> you. You love attention. And then anytime I would get like angry with him, he'd be like, but I love you. And Aww. I was like, well, this is manipulative. Yeah, and then one time, I was like, you said you love me, do you? (laughs) It was just a bad conversation that we were having in public at a restaurant. And you said you said you loved me. Yeah, I was like, you said it. You said it this time and this time. What did you mean by that? (laughs) You called him out, though. Yeah, but then it was like one of those things where he was manipulative, and he was just like, well, I do love you, and here's why, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, oh. Right. I believe you for the 4,000th time. And I never said it back to him and it didn't bother him because he didn't love me. He didn't give a fuck about you. No. Man, <sighs> I, I'm so sorry. And I also am like deeply reminded of when I was 19, I moved to LA. Mm-hmm. I was dating a man that was 30. Oh. And had lived in LA. Uh huh. And I had known since childhood. Oh. So not at all creepy. Not mm. at all like a weird power dynamic. Mm, yes, sarcasm. <laughs> but um, eventually when that blew up, uh, I was in therapy and I was like, I think he's just like the love of my life and mm-hmm. I need to keep fighting for this. And she was like, so there's a difference between love mm-hmm. and addiction. And I think you're merely addicted to him. And mm-hmm. it truly changed my life. Yeah. She's like, I was like, how do you know the difference? And she was like, love is can feel satiating. You Mm -hmm. can get enough of it and be like, great, I saw you for two days, kind of ready to get back to my life right now. Seeing a few more, let's have some fun. Mm -hmm. Addiction, you're like, I need them every second of every day. And I honestly, consistently going back through my toxic relationships, I'm like, oh, that's true for all of them. Mm -hmm. Anytime there's addiction involved, it's probably not a good relationship. Yeah. But it took me way too long to figure that out. Well, it's hard because... People don't talk about shit like that. Like, never. You're like, parents will get divorced. You you hear it didn't work out. And you're like, well, what? What didn't work out? What didn't work out? Was it a toxic relationship where one of you wasn't good to each other? Right. And it's like, it's okay to tell your children that. I don't know. They should know. They should know why it didn't work out. And then a lot, it's like, it's not your fault. Well, obviously, it's not my fucking fault. I'm a kid. (laughs) What the fuck did I do? I didn't climb in a bed and, you know, like, I didn't do that. So Every it, time we tried to have sex, you came running in the room. Yeah. And it ruined our marriage. Honestly, I did do that. Did you? On purpose? I don't know if it was on purpose. <laughs> but any time no. my parents went into their room and the door was locked, I would jangle that knob. Oh, I would start so pounding. I would be like, let me in. 
<laughs> they'd be like, go away. <laughs> and then I'd sit there and be like, but why can't I come? Like it was. I did the exact same thing. Well, it was because they were like, they're having secret fun. And I want to secret fun. In my head, I was like, they have cake in there. Yes. I want that cake. Or they're like playing Barbies or something. And like, yes. there's a good storyline happening. <laughs> okay. But did you ever figure out how to pick the lock? No. Because I fucking did. Wow. Those locks with like the slit. You mm-hmm. just stick the end of a butter knife in there and turn it. And now the door's open. Have you ever Oops. caught your parents having sex? Listen, I don't want to say definitively yes, because sure. then it's true. Oh, this okay. is like a Schrodinger's cat thing. Like, I would okay. way rather just let it be a mystery. But All right. I'd say it's very possible. Fair. <laughs> yes. I hadn't. I didn't get to catch them. Huh. Didn't get to? Rats. <laughs> what were you hoping to see? Oh, I mean, as a child, I think I was hoping to see them, like, eating cake and playing Barbies. In a way. As an adult, like, getting down. <laughs> I hope my dad ate ass. <laughs> I hope my dad ate ass. I hope my dad went down to my mom. And these are things I'll never know because they're dead. See that? I mean, maybe one of the many tragedies of having dead parents is you never can ask them, what was your favorite position? And I saw a medium, and I never thought to ask him that. You got to go back. I got to go back and be like, did my daddy eat ass? <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you're his daughter, the answer is probably <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't know. My sister is very religious and very quiet. What? She went on a date with a man. <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned this, but like we were talking and she was like, yeah, I had a second date with this guy, but like I had the stomach flu and I wasn't feeling good. And I was like, why didn't you cancel? And she's yeah, like, because I canceled twice before. And I was like, oh, well, did you guys like make out? And she was like, we made out the like the time before. And um, he kept trying to shove his tongue in my mouth. So then I unclenched my teeth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was oh. like, if your tongue must be in here, I guess it can be in here. Why and is she 65 years old? I don't know, but I cackled so hard. And I was like, Catherine, he was trying to French kiss you. And she was like, I know, but I'm like, in America. It was our first kiss. And <laughs> I just, and I was like, Catherine, I fuck people after meeting them. Like, you, she wanted like a dry mouth <sighs> asshole, no tongue I kiss. Yes, I don't know. Catherine, have you had her on the pod yet? No, people keep asking for her. <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. First of all, how? Second of all, why? I don't know. She uh, she's a very she's a very straight as an arrow gal. Are uh, you younger? Yes. Okay. I feel like I that's probably part of it. Came a year and a half into her existence and <laughs> ruined her life. That's our job. Younger Ruined. sisters, we're going to fuck your shit up. You're welcome. Truly. Like, <laughs> I came in loud as fuck and was like, nobody pay attention to her. <laughs> I am here now. I am superior. Mm-hmm. I am younger. I am more beautiful. Uh-huh. Well, she's prettier than me. She's like five foot nothing. Wait, like, do you think being short's good? I wish I was a little shorter. Shut the fuck. How tall are you? Uh, five seven. I would kill to be five seven. Really? Yes, I am five four, and I am known as a short person. I like five four, five five. I think that's like a good height. Yeah, it's great if you're trying to sleep in half bent over a tray table on a plane. It's perfect for that. Otherwise, I can't reach anything. Oh. People feel like they're allowed to pick me up. Step stools. You know how degrading it is to be a thirty year old woman having to use a step. Stool? I use a step stool in my closet. In your closet, I'd use a step stool to get a cup down. Huh. I have to climb on the counter like a child to reach oh, the Tupperware drawer. That's fun. You're whimsical. Yeah, I, it's fun in theory. In practice, my knees hurt. I can't. I've broken so many cabinet poles from climbing on oh. them like steps. Fair. We all have problems. Wait, do people just pick you up? Mm. 
less now that I'm like um, so outwardly um, self-respecting, but mm-hmm. before, absolutely all the time. And middle school was very trendy to like pick me up um, and make me do like a full cartwheel without my consent. Oh. Yeah, I think there's something about like tiny women that people are like, oh, a toy, fun. And I'm like, I understand the plight of like being a large woman, either horizontally or vertical. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm like, right. I would also a little bit love to just not get thrown around like a rag doll. I don't understand why anybody is touching women's. <laughs> it's definitely died down us. in the late aughts. Uh, yeah. People will sometimes poke me. It happens less now. But like after shows, sometimes people will like poke me and be like, good show. And I'm like, ow. Okay, a poke is always violent. I don't care mm-hmm. if I know you. Don't ever poke. Yeah, don't poke me. Don't touch. Just don't touch. I mean, even like a hand on the shoulder, I would take a hundred to one a poke. Yes. A poke can bruise, first of all. Yes. Second of all, violent gesture. Third of all, Facebook ruined it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I was doing, I do meet and greets at shows and I was doing a meet and greet and I put my arm around this lady and then I was trying to put my arm around the gentleman she was with and he went, no. And I went, oh, I'm sorry. And he was like, I'm not trying to get me too'd. And I was like, oh my great God. He said that to you. Yeah. I said, well, that's not. Okay. That's so how this works. My arm is around this woman, and then my other arm was very close to my body, so this man didn't get me too. Like, in his brain, I was like, what are the step of events? Well, first of all, I you're s- not famous, sir. No. <laughs> but, like, what? You tag me in the picture, and I go, he violated me. Like, what? Your arm's around him. Yeah, it was a very confusing thing. But then I was like, oh, maybe he was doing a joke. But truly, he did not touch me. So, like, I don't think he was doing a joke. I mean, like, low-key a small win. I do not like having to touch people at meet and greets. But I get mm-hmm. that it's, like, par for the course. You do meet and greets. Yeah, like, at, like after live shows. Yes, sure. Yes, yes. Or, like, one time at VidCon. <laughs> that was crazy. How is, how are cons? Um... Well, my experience was Vine brought me to VidCon as, like, a featured creator. Mm-hmm. And so there was, like, a whole, like, two-hour slot where, like, people line up to meet you. Okay. And that is fucking wild. I'm not sure if this would be the same with your demo. Probably. But, like, mm-hmm. people are, like, violently shaking and crying. Mm-hmm. They're so excited to meet uh-huh. you. And then, like, sometimes they have gifts. And I don't know if you're supposed to open them in front of them or do you just, like, toss them in a box? And then Uh sometimes there's, like, if it's a good one, there'll be, like, a security person who keeps the line moving. Mm Because otherwise the onus is on you to keep the conversation getting ended quickly. So, wait, you did two-hour meet and greets? Yeah, at VidCon. That's crazy. Yeah. At PodCon we did one, too, but I think that was only, like, an hour. And that was short PodCon? PodCon. (laughs) Is that just where people go to listen I guess. I think they advertise it as like, come and learn how to do your podcast. Ah. But it's very much like fan of fans of podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think anyone that went thinking they were going to get like a marketing lesson was probably sorely disappointed. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like, listen to my brother, my brother and me or punch the jam or welcome to Night Vale. Mm-hmm. And then like, I felt like we were very much the ugly stepchild of like, these are real podcasts and we're just kind of fucking idiots that yell into a You're microphone. You're a real podcast 
on a real network. Okay, thank you. I do need to hear that. That is real. It's true. We were just sorely underrepresented at PodCon. I would have killed Mm. for you to be there, honestly. I've never even thought of going to a con. Well, it doesn't make sense necessarily unless that's like directly contributing to your career goals. Mm -hmm. But like... The thing is, being a digital creator, oftentimes it's like contractually obligated. Ah. So there'll be like a brand deal that involves a meet and greet. Fair. I don't know how to explain the internet culture to people that aren't. No, no, it it makes sense. A brand, it's not even internet. It's uh, if you do a deal with a brand, a brand negotiates stuff that they want you to do. Yeah. Like host an event or do a meet and greet or you could do a certain amount of spots, certain amount of posts. A certain amount of like talking about it on something, (laughs) like a weird interview. It's brands have a very interesting way uh, of like their marketing research and how they like relay it to the creator or the person. Hashtags are necessary, and I get that they are for their tracking purposes. But to think that like any average internet consumer is like clicking through like hashtag. I don't want to shout out anyone's, but like a like hashtag Roland VT three. Like no one's fucking looking at that, man. I just learned that hashtags group things together. What did you think they were for? I didn't know. <laughs> I thought people were just like, hashtag, isn't it cool? <laughs> I did not know until I like clicked on a hashtag maybe a year and a half ago and was like, wow. Do you think that the generation growing up now even knows that it's also a pound sign? No. It's only a hashtag, huh? Yes. Because <laughs> I feel like on automated systems, I don't know if they say pound. I guess they well, they say hashtag, click hashtag six to speak to a representative. Oh, maybe they don't. Maybe it's just numbers. I don't know. I haven't really talked to any. The future is so upsetting. The future is very curious. Like this man at the pharmacy, because I've been sick. <laughs> so I went to go get medicine yesterday. And this man at the counter was like, yeah, my birthday's 1990. And I was like, 1990? Sir. How, how old is he? Why would he tell you that? Oh, he didn't tell me. He was, I was eavesdropping. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was getting an ointment. And <laughs> he wasn't even the pharmacist. No, he was a, he was a customer getting an ointment. Okay. I think okay. his dick may have been on fire or something because he kept uh, moving the front of his jeans. <laughs> and, uh, you were watching this man <laughs> trying to get dick ointment uh, and you overheard him uh, say he was born in 1990. Also, he had a relationship with the pharmacist. So I said, maybe this sir needs to use condoms. Anyway, he was born in 1990. That means he's 28. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> I feel so old. Wait, when were you born? 89. Mm. I'm very close. Yeah, but still <laughs> 80s and I'm okay with it. That's how I feel. I know it doesn't make any sense, but when someone's like, I'm born in 90, I'm like, oh, that's too soon. Right? I'm one year apart, but somehow being in the 80s and makes me feel I better like, about it. People born in the year 2000 next year will be 20. People born in 19... I'm not good at math. I don't know why I tried to do this. 1990... No. 1999? Wait. Yes, people born in 1998. Marissa, uh, can drink now is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, okay, What's so people born in ni- yeah, 1997? Wait, eight. eight. I don't know. Nicole, listen. Eight, eight, because it's 2019, so two, uh, 1998. We're They're funny, 21. we don't need to be smart. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't go We're to college. We're beautiful, it's hard. <laughs> I refuse to go to college. That's the way to do it, honestly. We save your fucking money. We've talked nothing about relationships. No, I'm sorry. Okay, listen. I love to fuck. 69 is tight. Let's just last power hour. Fuck you's great. 69 is tight. I'd date you. Tinder looks great. Never used it. That's nice. So you've never had to use dating apps? Unless you count Vine. Did you date people from Vine? I mean, not date, but like 
fuck around with. Yeah, quite a lot. That was wow. fun. Man, are you kidding? The best game to play is trying to get someone to slide in your DMs through just sheer power of will. You don't want to be the first to DM, oh. but like if you can just like kind of finagle the situation so that they end up hitting on you, you win. I'm dying for someone to slide into my DMs that I want to want have <laughs> that I want cuz people will slide in there and sometimes they're like I live in North Dakota and I only speak to my dog and I'm like <laughs> I don't think that's going to work in my favor so if you live in southern california uh you're over the age of 28 and you can look in the mirror and say, I think the cold buyer would like this. You slide into my DMs. Oh, that makes me sound very vain. No. Why? That does uh, not. You sound like you know what you want. There's something vain about that. Well, I just want someone who is attractive to me. Yeah, but they don't have to be conventionally attractive because I've loved some uggos. <laughs> I've looked at some ugly men and said, they're for me. Yeah, I mean, same. I think we all have because we're good people and yeah, we don't baby. go off what people fucking look like, first and foremost. I went out with this one guy where his pictures were fucking terrible. <laughs> and then I met him in person and I spent maybe the, the first 20 minutes of our date being like, are you cute? <laughs> and then I like looked at him and I was like, oh, I think you are cute. And then he like really laid it on thick and I was like, oh, are you trying to fuck me? <laughs> it was just like, I was having like Shyamalan date, a mini crisis of like the whole time. But like, that's the thing about like social media is like someone, A, can be super hot in their Instagram pictures and then not in real life. And you're like, what happened? Is this Facetune at angles? I don't know how you're doing this. Soft, you have a soft box on your mm. phone. And then conversely. They can have such bad social media presence uh -huh. that it makes you not want to even go on a first date. Mm -hmm. And then when you see them in real life, you're like, wait, you're actually chill and gorgeous. Why are you so bad at Instagram? Some people are really bad at Instagram and some people are really great at life. <laughs> I think there might be a correlation. <laughs> Maybe. I think but that's why online dating is so hard to find good people. I agree because it's very easy to present yourself one way and then be just like a nightmare in person. Yes. Or just like... Ugly in all your pictures and then like gorgeous so and funny and wonderful and caring and the person I thought I was going to spend the next chunk of my life with. But then you said, no, thank you. And I go, OK, so I think about you for a little bit longer and I'd be a little bit sad. I just want to see if we can get you to cry. Uh, Not today. <laughs> Not, Not today. Try again. <laughs> uh, specifically because I'm wearing a wig. I have makeup on. <laughs> that was me. And I showered. Last night I put on my retinol treatment right before I tried watching Queer Who's Eye. retinol? <laughs> what? What's that? What's ret Who's retinol? Nicole! What is it? Who is it? Retinol is the skincare product that keeps your skin looking young forever. Oh, sorry, I have blackness. No, it works on all types of skin. No, no, the black will keep me young. <laughs> oh, right. That is also true. <laughs> the melanin. Yeah, you probably don't have the issues I have. 
However, it is a godsend, and I highly recommend it, but it does burn like a bitch if you get water on it. Oh. So I had to try not to cry at Queer Eye. Oh. What episode were you watching? (laughs) Oh, the one with the cute-ass lesbian. He was a brutal one. She uh, got kicked out at 16 for no, being gay. No. And she's been living on her own ever since. No. It was the worst episode to try not to cry on. I Are you trying not to cry now? No. What's happening? I just, I was reimagining the moment and oh. I get very physical. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to alarm you. Well, I thought you were about to cry and I was like, yes, one of us will feel. <laughs> I also have so many walls up, so it takes a bunch to break them down. Same. <laughs> but I had my tarot cards read the other day. And? and? They said for me to be vulnerable. You have a podcast called Why Won't You Date Me? How much more can you do? Well, that's what I said. But my friend, my friend's roommate and my friend who was they were reading them and they were like, not you need to be vulnerable with people that you like Uh and people that you're dating and uh, be okay with like going with the flow. And wait, as opposed to what, though? Oh, I put up walls. But like going with the flow. Like if somebody wants to stop dating you, you have to accept that and not okay. chase them. <laughs> I mean, okay, I guess. <laughs> well, I was dating this dude who we stopped dating. It's a whole thing. But I like kept texting him to be like, I'll leave you alone if you want. But like, mm, well, here's a thought. And then he was like, I don't want you to leave me alone. And I was like, oh, yeah, because like. You did like me. And it's just like this weird situation that we're in. And then I was trying to to get him to be like, yes, leave me alone. I never cared about you. Don't talk to me anymore. And then like my therapist was like, you're trying to fulfill a narrative. And then the yeah. cards were just like, stop trying to fulfill narratives. The tarot card said that too. Essentially, yeah. It was like really wild. Like, oh, fuck. I pulled a bunch of cards that were like very true. And then like one of the cards was like, stop resisting. And I literally went, I'm not resisting. Ah! And then everyone was like, Nicole. And I was like, I know I heard that it, it seems like I'm resisting, but I'm not. Re-. And then the next day I was like, oh, yes, you're resisting a lot of things. And I'm just, I'm trying to like work through my feelings. And I had a lot invested in this person. Or not a lot. Like I just, I thought you it was You were be, excited about it. I was very excited about them and it just didn't work out. That's a fucking loss. Honestly, and the loss of the future you thought you were going to have. Like, yeah, that's sad as shit. Yeah. Uh, but like so. you should. I mean, you already know, but like you can't continue to aggravate that wound for what? Trying to to reachieve that future that's clearly already gone. Yeah. And yeah. And like, honestly, who knows what the future future holds? Like, well, it sounds like maybe we end up together in 30 years. Who knows? Maybe we never end up together again. Who knows? So wait, okay. So you've been with someone for four years. Mm-hmm. Are you a serial monogamist? Yeah, it's a problem. Who, the person you're with before this person, how long were you with them? I had like almost a year gap, but before that it was two years. Before that it was three years. Oh, dang. That, yeah, it's been like forever. Oh. And my big anxiety is I should be single. <laughs> but why? Because I feel like I don't know myself as an individual well enough. Like my entire perception of myself is built around another person as well. Oh. Yeah, I know. We have the exact opposite problem. <laughs> yeah. This is why I'm like, wait, why are you putting up with this? Like, you're great. Yeah, I know I'm <laughs> great. I I see. I don't know what it's like to share my life with somebody. Uh, and then... Sometimes the thought of like sharing my space freaks me out. 
Yeah. Because, like, if someone were to move in with me, like, I don't know where they'd put any of their stuff. I have so many things. Yeah. And it's then a I'm massive like, compromise. I would have to, like, move my things for you? Yeah. Ugh. There's a lot of shitty sides to a relationship that really aren't discussed because I think it's, like, too negative. But, like, mm-hmm. I was surprised. I was like, oh, parts of this actually just suck and feel like a sacrifice. But I guess that's part of it. Well, my mother used to always say... The grass is greener when you live in a dumpster. No, I'm kidding. She never said that. She, <laughs> she, 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 While your dad was eating her ass. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad was going down on my mom's smooth asshole. <laughs> and she was like, Nicole, the grass is always greener when you live in a dumpster. Please no. get out of my room. <laughs> she was always just like, you want what you can't have. You, you have coarse, thick hair. You want stringy hair like your little white friends. You're <laughs> a little fatty. You want to be thin like these other people. You don't know what these people might want what you have. She's like, you have a big butt. You know, you uh, somebody might want a big butt. Turns out in 2019, everybody want a big butt. Yep. And I spent a long time trying to, like, tuck my butt in to make it smaller. So I think you being in a relationship, being like, I should be single. I think it would be good for me is the same way I feel where I'm like, <laughs> I want to be in a relationship. I think it will be good for me. <laughs> we are yin and yang, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Just like yin and yang, because I'm a black and you're a white. I was going to say the opposite. But oh, yeah. you're a black and I'm a white. Just to be funny, I don't know. Yes. I'm still working on it. <laughs> yeah, workshop that <laughs> No, kidding. We've come to the end, I guess. I feel like I derailed you so hard at the top. I am sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Honestly, my podcast is whatever the fuck I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> As it should be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's... Fun to not talk solely about relationships. I don't know. Even though it's called Why Won't You Date Me? I don't know. It's it's fun to see where conversations go with fun people. But I will ask you this because yeah. I try to ask all my guests this. Yes. Would you date me? Yeah. <gasps> I would. Yay. I don't get why other people wouldn't. Me either. You're great. You got Thank everything, you. man. Thank and the you. fact that you're in therapy, like, already, that's such a big selling point. You know how many people I've had to fucking help work through their shit? And I'm like, oh, you already have somebody. That fucking rules. I got a nice lady who I talk to every week, and she tells me that I'm perfect the way I am, and I just need to adjust some of the things I think about. Yep. I love her. She's great. Are you in therapy? Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. That's nice. (laughs) Is your boyfriend in therapy? Oh, yeah. See, that's nice. Yeah. Wait, where did you meet him? We were set up. He's a YouTuber, and at the uh, time I was a Viner, so it was oh. like, oh, you guys should, you're both vegan, you should meet. <laughs> and it worked. Although I resented it a lot. I was Why? like, you think that us both being vegan is enough to make us want to date each other? Also, I'm very single. I'm not trying to get in a relationship mm-hmm. right now. But um, it turns out uh, I was, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, it seems like it worked out. Yeah. Y'all eat plants and live together, share uh, socks. Dog... It's crazy. I don't know how this happened. I don't know. You seem like a nice lady. Yeah, I guess. It's just like, me? Me? For me? Yeah. I spend my Saturdays looking for furniture now? That's fucking oh, weird. That's nice. You go out into the world to find furniture? Yeah, flea markets, furniture stores. Man, I even had a, a dining table custom made. Oh. Do you know what that's like? <laughs> expensive. It's very expensive, and it's it's adult in a way that... Isn't what I was anticipating adulthood would feel like? I just had my house 
interior decorated, which sounds like a real nope. humble brag, but I no, I it's something that when you buy a house, you're like, I guess this is what you do. I didn't know how to furnish it. No. So I lived in it for a year with nothing in it. Yep. Like a creepy woman who was like, come to my home. It's empty. Like, it was very no, weird. it's fun. Reverb in every room. Ugh, it was wild. <laughs> uh, and then I had Molly and uh, the drug Molly oh, right, and right. A, a tin of mints. And it was in my bathroom because I moved a bunch of stuff in my bathroom because they were painting my bedroom. And then I looked for my Molly and it was gone. What? And I was like, did my interior decorator steal my Molly? And I was telling this to my friend. She's like, it could have been your cleaning lady. And I was like, oh, what a bougie mystery. Okay, but did they know it was Molly? It was in an Altoids tin. I don't know. Tin. Someone did maintained you just it. Been like, my breath is funky. Beep, beep, pop. And then they're like, I'm feeling <laughs> so good. You oh. gotta text your cleaning lady. I gotta know about this. I. She hasn't said anything. But then she'd have to admit to stealing your mints. But then it's not uh, stealing because, like, they're mints out for the world. Like, have a mint. But also, wait, like, Nicole, you put mints out for the world. Well, that no, was I mean, they were in my bathroom and it was like a pill. It was a capsule. Like, you would know it was a capsule. Okay, okay. I've never taken Molly, so in my head, it looks like an Altoid. Oh, do you not do drugs? No, I do. I just do grown from the earth ones. Oh, marijuana, mushrooms, peyote, <laughs> cocaine. You You're, no, what? Oh, I don't cocaine do cocaine. Cocaine is from a plant. I guess if, like, someone's like, chew a coca leaf, I might. <laughs> I would love to meet that fucking person who's just like you know that some tech talking a mile a minute being like do you want a leaf <laughs> it probably is like a new thing among the startup crowd you know Maybe. in Palo Alto they're like this shit's way purer than the powder man speaking of Palo Alto I love Elizabeth Holmes I almost wore a black turtleneck to this taping and I was like I look too much like her and I'm upset it would have been a real treat and I would have screamed <laughs> I love her I love that she faked her voice to be deeper. I love that she didn't let any of these scientists talk to the other scientists. I love that she frauded so many men. Yes, I'm honestly psyched that we have a, such a flawed scammer and it's a woman. You know? How often do we get that? I was like, we've had years of male sociopaths. Right. I've had to watch so many movies about like men who murder. Let's Patricia see a movie. Bateman. It about, is time. Like, it was time for us to get like... Our own, uh, what's her name? Elaine, no, the lady from Monster, who Charlize Elaine Warnos. Yeah, we needed one of those in the tech world, and we got her. What a treat. Hey, you better believe Jennifer Lawrence is going to make her eyes big and buggy when she plays her. <laughs> and I can't wait to see Jennifer Lawrence not blink. Not even once. I'm so pleased. Well, this is the end for the second time. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. You're very interesting to talk to. Oh, thank you. You as well. Hey, thank you. I try. I'm just so happy to have someone as equally high energy on the HeadGum Network. <laughs> uh, people ask me all the time if I'm high. Yep. Or if I'm drunk. Yep. Or if I'm stoned. Yep. And I'm like, the answer is no, baby. <laughs> I'm just but not afraid to laugh. If you see me out in the world, maybe. <laughs> Please don't talk to me. I'm going through something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also weird because people will be overly aggressive sometimes at meet and greets. And I'm like, oh, I just screamed for an hour. I yes. don't have nope. I don't have it in me to scream with you now. No, you're like, hi, how are you? Yes. And I'm usually like, I'm sweaty. I'm so sorry you're going to touch me. <laughs> don't apologize. It's part of the experience. I guess so. They paid for this. They did. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to promote? Mm, just listen to Punch Up the Jam. Punch, punch up the jam. Be nicer than a cold. Punch up the jam. <laughs> Is that your theme song? Would you like me to record your theme song? <laughs>
I mean, yeah, sure. Let's do punch, another one. Punch up the jam, 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 jam. <laughs> punch, punch up the jam, 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 jam. Marissa, isolate all of that. We got a new theme song. <laughs> if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can subscribe. You can leave me a review on uh, like Apple Podcasts or whatever, or you can just DM me. This was DM to me. Nicole, if I had a dick, I would dip. Oh, and it has to be like a nasty way to hit on me. Nicole, if I had a dick, I would dip it in hot sauce or roll it in Dorito cheese dust, then smack your pretty face with it until you sucked it and begged for water. <laughs> but I would not give you the water. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> who wrote that oh I never say their names oh my uh, god because sometimes at the end they'll be like please don't say my name they deserve a Nobel Peace Prize oh. <laughs> but truly that really made me very happy thank you for coming thanks for having me bye bye, bye. I'm a baby <laughs> bye bye has been a Team Coco production. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation and you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.